evening, everyone. I guess we will start without uh, the others. I know it's raining everywhere, but I know God will help us. Um, we thank God for the opportunity to continue with what we started on Sunday. Um, I before I can go on, I would like to. Um, audible. Can you guys hear me? Yes, Apostle. Thank you. But, um, I want us to go on and just um, continue with what we started on on Sunday, sorry, let me just organize myself here. What we started uh, with on Sunday, uh, dealing with the structure, uh, because I woke up and God said, uh, talk to my people concerning structure, that their lives need to be structured. And then, you know, the Holy Spirit just took me on a journey. I started looking at uh, structures and I got to learn that every structure has different systems that make it a structure, a full structure. For instance, a building is a good example for us. Um, when you look at the roof, uh, the roof um, is part of um, a structure. The doors, part of structure, windows, part of the structure. You know, normally people call a um, um, uh, it's not a complete structure or a structure where uh, that is um, <laughs> good for the human beings uh, because it's not proper because some of the shacks uh, do not have windows but a proper structure that is complete is one that has um, all the elements that makes it a structure and it must be um, one that is uh, conducive for people to live in it. So as we know that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit, so um, all the elements that make our bodies a structure, you know, um, we, we, because, you know, the Holy Spirit lives in us, God lives in us, so we must have all the elements in place to call it a proper structure for God to live in it. So on Sunday, we then started looking at uh, the first thing that uh, is done in order to set up a structure. Uh, we know that the first thing is the foundation uh, when you look at the building. So uh, I want us to just continue on the building, on the foundation, um, because, you know, on Sunday, I didn't even give show that, you know, there's a lot of um, scriptures that are speaking to foundation and the importance of the foundation. And I just pray to God that if we can go on and on until uh, we can 
uh, relate to this message and also be able to see ourselves as a complete structure uh, where God lives and that has all the elements that are necessary for God to operate and live freely um, in the structure. So that's uh, what our desire to see us um, get to where we understand and also bring in the necessary that God wants to use so let us continue looking at the foundation was first uh, corinthians chapter 3 verse 11 first corinthians chapter 3 verse 11 and uh, if you are there to help us please help us read first corinthians chapter 3 uh, in bible study instead of me just uh, talking to you reading someone else must read First Thank Corinthians you for reading. 1 Corinthians 3.11 uh, For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is already laid, which is Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. So we now know true foundation that has been laid can lay another foundation the one that has been laid which is jesus christ our true uh, foundation i, I believe that I've, from all the things that we've been teaching you understand that is our entry point when you are unable to um there are so many other things that can you will miss um uh, when it comes to uh, um be building up your life you know in the on the foundation so um in ephesians chapter 1 verse 13 especially if you read from amplified or niv the bible says as many as believed in him uh as many as as there were as many as believed the ones who believed uh, they were then included in Christ. That means uh, we were then baptized into Christ. Uh, you know, that word bapti baptism means. So we were then immersed in Christ. Uh, when you read uh, Galatians chapter 3, verse uh, 26 and 27, um, the Bible says we were then enveloped with Christ. That means we're put in Christ. And then Galatians chapter 3 verse 29 says, um, they that are in Christ, they are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So as long as you are in Christ, you know, you are a new creature, a, a new entity, a new species. If you look at uh, Second Corinthians chapter five, verse seventeen, the Bible says, um, "All things have passed away." The Bible says, well, "We do not know Christ after the flesh, after resurrection." So we will not judge any man after the flesh, because even Christ, we do not judge him after the flesh. So you look at all those scriptures; they are 
uh, if you follow that that teaching of the new man, um, uh, it, it is introducing us, you know, to the foundation. So it is very important for every believer to get to understand who he is in Christ. Because as long as you are in Christ, it gives you a, a stability. And also it, 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 it brings confidence um, to then build upon the solid foundation and then you start building up your life. So when people have not understood the foundation and have not had a sharing this on Sunday, I say to you, you know, unfortunately, um, foundations are never visible. So you only see the walls that have been erected on top of the foundation. You only know how solid the foundation is as the walls are going up and the building is complete. And also you only know the strength of the foundation um, when uh, the building is now going up and you see it's a double story. Um, it's 10 stories up and it's 200 stories up, then you know the type of foundation that is under. So it means you can never know the foundation of any man. Um, um, uh, you only discover it uh, when the person is building. So uh, we, we, we know the foundation based on the life that is now manifest. We know the foundation of any believer uh, based on the type of life the person expresses or begins to uh, manifest. So um, we know people's foundation uh, by the way they live their life. So if the foundation is weak and the foundation is not strong, the person also, as is building, you will find that the house that is building has so many cracks. So cracks are because of the foundation. If the foundation is not solid, then there will always be cracks. So the other thing that I mentioned uh, as we were uh, teaching on Sunday is appearances are storms. And storms are actually there to manifest the type of foundation. Uh, story that Jesus shared that there was a wise man and there was another one who was foolish. So both build houses. One built a house on a rock. The other one built his house on the sand. But the storms of life came upon both houses. But great was the fall of the house that was built upon the sand. So what is the interpretation of that? He says, any man who hears God's word and does it is a man who is wise, who builds his house upon a rock. So building your house on a rock uh, simply means doing the word of God, you know, hearing the word of God and doing it, hearing the word of God and doing it. Now, if you are not a doer of the word, you're like a man who looks at himself on the mirror and walks away and forgets how he looks like. In other words, if I can maybe break that down, 
Um, if you look at yourself on the mirror, uh, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, uh, as you behold, as unto a mirror, you see the glory of God, you know. So meaning that that's what you see. You see the glory of God. But if you are not a doer of the word, you walk away uh, from what you have seen. You know that you are the glory of God. But as you walk away, then you accept any voice uh, that says something contrary to what you have seen. You accept any anything that comes from the enemy. For instance, the enemy will say you are here to collect their money. You are in trouble. They will take your house. You are in trouble. Trouble. You know, someone is threatening, threatening your life and the life of your children. So you are shaken and you start now. But on the other side, you looked at yourself. All you could see is glory. You did not see shame. You did not see defeat. You did not see, you know, failure. What you saw on the mirror and you walk away, you are that type of person who forgets what he looks like. So when we are talking about building upon a foundation, we are talking about people who will agree and align with the picture that God has shown them. You see yourself as you are seen, and then you continue maintaining the picture that you saw. You are glory. You are not shame. You are glory, and you walk in honor. You walk in victory. I mean, the Bible says, anything that is born of God overcometh the world, even our faith. So you are an overcomer. So the scripture speaks about you and directs it, you know, um, um, at you. So what you need to do is then align yourself. So when we speak of, you know, having the right foundation, it is when you remove your opinions and you shut the door uh, of all the other voices that speak you only open the door to the voice of God, the voice of the Spirit, and that's it. Then you have a founded on the right foundation, which is Christ, the solid rock. So I want us to read some more scriptures and look at the foundation because I, I don't want to just uh, preach uh, uh, without really giving you more scriptures because on Sunday, it was um, difficult to uh, give you Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19 to 20. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19 to 20. Is my reader still there? Ephesians 2, verse 19. Therefore, you are no longer outsiders, exiles, Excluded from the rights of citizens, but you now share citizenship with the saints. Mm. God's own people consecrated and set apart for himself, and you belong to God's household. You are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself, the chief cornerstone. So we are built upon 
the extension of Jesus Christ, which is the apostles and the prophets. So Jesus Christ being the cornerstone that secures the foundation. So again, we see that when we speak of the foundation, uh, we are simply talking about the teachings and also being aligned with uh, that which has been laid as a foundation. If you look at the book of Galatians, you know, uh, chapter 1, uh, uh, Paul says, even if, even if another can come to teach, or even if can come and change the message that I taught you, um, may it be accursed, you know. <laughs> he was so confident of the message of Christ, so that he said, even if an angel comes and changes and twists and changes the message that was given to you, let that angel be accursed. Me meaning that, you know, I, I laid the foundation of Christ and, and then you should build on that foundation. So as a chief apostle, he was laying the foundation, uh, which is Christ, and they were supposed to build upon it. He came to the Corinthians, he says, I could not come to you uh, with enticing words of men's wisdom, uh, but with the demonstration of the Holy Ghost and power, so that your faith will not be based on human wisdom or man's wisdom, but be based on the power of God. So you again, you can see that he is making sure that the foundation is right, you know, for people to be based on the true or place on the true foundation. I think foundation is one of the key things that have um, messed up our society because, you know, our foundation is what I would call your uh, upbringing, for instance, where you were brought up, uh, whether spiritually or even physically, you know, um, how were you brought up? Because uh, how you were brought up, the pe people who br brought you up, who were raising you, were actually laying a foundation in your life. Now, when it comes to uh, spiritual things, how were you raised? You know, if you did not find proper builders, you know, people who are experts in building, you you find that, you know, you have these guys who will tell you now we know how to build. And then you get that, you know, they used to work with someone who's an expert. So, but they are not qualified to build. They just saw how it's done. So some of the complications and the tricks in building, they don't have, they don't know. So by the time your house is up, you find that it is crooked, it is bent. You know, there are so many things that are not straight. Because you got people who are not ex. You know, we are building upon the apostles and prophets who laid the foundation and Christ is the cornerstone. Now, if you were not built upon the uh, prof 
prophetic teachings or apostolic teachings in your life, you discover that um, some of the things in your faith are missing, which are fundamental for the stability and the growth of your life. So you discover that your life is always shaking, always shaking is because of the foundation. So when you check the foundation, you will discover that, you know, uh, you had didn't have the master builders, but you have some people who were trying, uh, but they were not master builders. May God help us. We are building our lives upon the foundation of the pro apostles and the prophet. May God give us the apostles and the prophets after his heart to lay the foundation that we may build our lives upon the true foundation. I want us to move on to Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 to 27. Matthew chapter 7. Today, I just want us to look at the scriptures uh, that deal with foundation. Bonsila is still Matthew there. 24. Yes, Apostle. Matthew, uh, Matthew, Matthew 7, verse 24. So yeah, everyone who hears... Okay. okay, Apostle. So everyone who hears these words of mine and acts upon them, obeying them, will be like a sensible, prudent, wise man who builds his house upon the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the wind blew, and beat against that house, yet it did not fall, because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does no. not do them will be like a stupid, foolish man who builds his house upon <laughs> the sand. And the rain fell, and the flood came, and the wind blew and beats against the house, and it fell, and a great and complete was the fall of it. Great and complete was the fall of it. May we not be foolish and stupid to think we are wiser than God. So we will lay the foundation and build our house our own way. We have no opinion on how to lay the foundation, on how to build. The instructions come from God. You are only wise when you hear the instructions from God and then you do them. That is wisdom. Foolishness is when you are not doing uh, what you hear. It is when you do what you hear. May God help us to be doers of the word. That is wisdom. Now look at also Luke chapter 6. Verse 46 to 49. Luke chapter 6, verse 46 to 49. Luke chapter 6, verse 46. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not practice what I tell you? For everyone who comes to me and listens to my words, in order to heed their teaching and does them, I will show them what it what he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug and went down deep and laid a foundation upon the rock. And when the floods arose, the torrent broke against that house and could not Thank shake you, or sis. move. Thank you, sis. Thank you. I wanted the first portion. Why do you call 
me, Lord, Lord. Look, if we accept Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior, according to Romans chapter 10, uh, the Bible says we believe with our hearts, we confess him. And he says, how can you call me Lord? In other words, how can you call yourself saved when you do not do what I instruct you to do? When you don't practice what I teach, why do you call me Lord? In other words, why do you connect yourself with salvation when you don't practice what I have taught? Because lordship, it means you are my Lord, I'm your servant. I only live to obey your instructions, full stop. So if you don't do that, uh, he says, why do you call me Lord if you don't practice? So I'm not until you practice what I instruct. So the Lordship of Jesus, Peter says, sanctify the Lord Jesus as Lord, you know, in your hearts, meaning that give him the rightful seat in your heart so that he can rule your heart. He says, my son, give me your heart. So your hearts belong to him. Uh, he, he, he must sit there so that you bow to his instruction. So he speaks through to your spirit and says, don't do this. And there's an expectation, you know, as a believer for you to follow the instruction of the Lord. In that way, he is your Lord. You can't call him Lord, Lord, when you don't obey his instructions. So is the foundation. For every believer, if you want to build on a true foundation, it starts with instructions. All right. I want us to continue. I've got more scriptures. First Peter chapter 2, verse 4. First Peter chapter 2, verse 4. First Peter 2, verse 4. Come to him, then to that living stone which men tried and threw away, but which is chosen and precious in God's sight. Men took the stone, but again they threw away. It, he was The stone was despised, rejected by men. I, I think let us join that with Isaiah chapter 28, verse 16. Isaiah 28, verse 16. Let's join that with Isaiah 28, verse 16. Isaiah 28, verse 16. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am laying in Zion for a foundation, a stone, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone of sure foundation. He who believes trusts Yo. and relies and adhere to the stone will not be ashamed or give away or hasten away in sudden panic. Yo, yo, yo. I think this is, this is a mouthful. <laughs> you know, this is a short stone. This is a tried stone. A sure foundation. You know, the Bible says to them that then obey and um, their pillar, it becomes 
their protection. He becomes their everything, you know. So, but in First Peter, this is a stone that was given to men, but they rejected it. So there's a stone that they rejected. So there are some who rejected. There are some who accepted. For instance, he came to his own. First John chapter one, verse uh, eleven. But his his own rejected him. But as many as accepted him, he gave power. So it is a stone of stumbling to those who reject. But it is also a stone of of empowerment to them who accept. You know him as his cornerstone. So he he is the true foundation of our life. Um, pause, pause, pause. Okay, let's finish the scriptures and now I'll come and just trying to explain some of the things um, that we might not be uh, seeing in these scriptures about the cornerstone. You know, the, 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 it, on the foundation, um, because in the olden days, they used to use uh, blocks of stones that they will cut off from mountains when they are building temples, building houses. So, but there was a stone that they used at the corner. Um, it, that stone was so important because when they were cutting that cornerstone, it will be sort of a, a man. It will be uh, where they take their square from. So it will be so accurate in terms of square, in terms of line. So once they place it, then all their... So if you remove the cornerstone, normally the whole building will be out of shape and out of line. So he became the cornerstone that causes people's lives to be aligned with God. So when you have removed Christ, when you reject Christ, then your whole, uh, 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 you know, building is out of shape. So he is the cornerstone. Let's go to Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. I'm, I'm sorry, I need to um, uh, rush. I'll come back then. Mm. Matthew 16, 18. Matthew 16, 18. And I tell yeah. you, you are Peter, mm. a large piece of rock. And on this rock, Greek, a huge rock like Gibraltar, I will build my church. And the gates of Hades, the power of the infernal region, shall not overpower it or be strong to its detriment or hold out against it. Now, it says, upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Um, this is just simply going back to look at what is he talking about, because um, Peter was given a revelation of Christ, who Christ is. He says, you are Christ, the son of the living God. Then Jesus turned and said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. But my Father who is in heaven, meaning what you are, it is a, 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 a revelation uh, from God. It has nothing to do with flesh. 
um, according to the flesh, you could not even see uh, that I am the rock, but it is God who opened you up to see that I'm Christ, the rock. So it says, then upon the revelation, upon the revelation, the supernatural knowledge of seeing who I am, that's how I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against my church that is walking in the revelation of Christ. So this is what I want to emphasize on this point, that when the revelation of Christ is, is, is absent in believers, uh, their lives are always shaky. So the gates of hell uh, will always be prevailing and pushing uh, the Christians. But when you have a revelation of Christ, then you will understand that even if Satan himself will come, he will not move me. He will not shake my life. He will do nothing. Why? Because I understand the foundation. I understand who I am in Christ. I understand who Christ is in, in me. And also, I understand how I'm enveloped by Christ. And I understand that it is Christ in me, the hope of glory. I understand that it is no longer I that believe it, but Christ lives in his body or the working of God in this body, it is not, you know, by my own faith, but it is the faith of the Son of God. So when you have an understanding of Christ, you know, then you will not be shaken by anything on earth because of the revelation. So Jesus was saying, as long as the church or believers walk in the revelation of who I am, the gates of hell will not prevail against them. So we are looking at now the foundation. If your life is fully founded on the understanding of who Christ is in your life, you see, when the book of Romans, chapter 8, especially towards the last chapters, the last verses, he that is in us, then he that is in the world, I, I actually love chapter eight of book of the book of Romans because it clarifies so many things um, concerning Christ in our lives and also the book of Galatians. You know, it clarifies so many things. Uh, you know, concerning Christ uh, in our lives and us in Him. So, uh, when you have an understanding of the greater one in you, you have no fear of the one that is outside. You have no fear of the influences that are coming outside. You know, Jesus actually said one day, a man is not defiled by the things that are coming from outside, but the, by the things that are coming from inside. Meaning that you cannot fear things that are coming from outside. You should fear things that are coming from inside. So if you have an understanding of Christ who is in you, then you are your foundation is solid. Your foundation 
college. If you have a revelation of the greater one that is in you, your foundation is the future, no fear of anything, because you know that the greater one is in the inside of you. You know, that is the foundation that we're talking about. We're talking about, you know, a revelation of Christ. Who is Christ? What has he done? You know, are you living in the in, in the finished works of Christ, are, are you founded, are you building your life on this foundation, on the fact that he has done it all? You don't have to do anything outside the foundation that is already laid, which is Christ. Are, 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 are you secure in, in him? Do you believe that he has done everything that needs to be done. Do you believe that he has placed every power uh, that you can ever think of? Power uh, that he, uh, uh, he used to create the universe. Do you believe that he it's already inside you? Do you believe that the fullness of God, Godhead, dwells in the inside of you? I mean, that is said, if you believe then, and then begin to practice, you know, the things that he says about you, you know, about his ministry, about his kingdom. You start practicing them, you know, then he becomes Lord over you. Not, nothing else can Lord over you. It is him who becomes Lord. So it means sickness cannot manipulate you, cannot Lord over your life. And attacks from evil spirits cannot lord over you. That means it cannot just come and then it's this gigantic thing that you cannot angle because it's too big for you. The greater one is in the inside. I have full understanding that he is in me. He's outlook. I cannot be shaken because God is inside me. You start confessing, you know, because of the foundation and you start building up your life on this foundation. You will not be defeated by anything because he says the gates of hell will not prevail against a child of God who walks in the revelation of Christ. You know, you know, if you get to the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter five and then chapter six, you know, chapter six says, "Laying, you, 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 we must lay aside all these pre uh, elementary principles, um, you know, or doctrines of Christ. I mean, elementary is called baptism. Elementary laying on of hands. It's just elementary teachings. You know, the return of Christ. Elementary teachings. Lay them aside and press in." To no more in Christ. Look, guys, um, there's just more um, that we need to, to fix in our Christian work or in our believing. Uh, we have, um, uh, the enemy has worked so hard to infiltrate the faith such that, you know, you have people who are not master builders trying to lay a foundation that is and not give you the revelation of Christ are fundamental for you to stand upright at all times, knowing that God is always on your side. You know, the whole of heaven is always on your side. You know, if God is for you, who can be against you? That's what the scriptures say. Look at uh, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 6. 
First Peter two verse six. First Peter chapter two verse six. For thus it stands in Scripture: Behold, I'm laying in Zion a chosen, honored, precious chief cornerstone, and he who believes in him, he who he he who adheres to trust in and relies on him shall never be disappointed or put to shame. There will be no shame when the true foundation is in place in your life. No shame, no shame, but only glory. And let us look at uh, Psalms 118, verse 22. Psalms 118, verse 22. The stone which the builder builders, no, sorry, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. Zechariah chapter 4, verse 9. Zechariah 4, verse 9. The hands of the Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this house. His hands shall also finish it. Then you shall know and recognize and understand that the Lord of hosts has sent me his messenger to you. So, the, the hands of Zerubbabel that have laid the foundation, they will also finish it. The same hands will also finish it. In a I, I, this is what I want to end with. The God who has the Alpha and the Omega, that means when he starts the foundation and lays the foundation, he completes it. So he who began a good work in your life will see it to completion. God will not start something with you and then dump you like a human being, like the ones that we've experienced in life who will just dump you and leave you and walk away from you without getting to the end. No, God is not like that. He will finish what he has started with you. He will get to the end of the structure. You know, by the time God is done with you, you will look at your structure and you will see this is not what it was. This is when God started working on my life. I'm now a fully uh, finished, complete structure. I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is a power of God unto salvation. I am not ashamed to call myself a child of God. I'm not ashamed, and he is not ashamed to call me his own, because the structure is finished. You see, you don't judge any building, um, even if it takes too long uh, to be completed. You don't start judging to say uh, it is an ugly building. It is incomplete. It is not finished yet. The master builder is still building, is still working on the building. Wait until he has finished uh, the structure. Now, by the time you apply the paint 
outside, everyone will want to live in that building. Even those who don't own, who see, they want to come close. That is the story of your life when the structure of your life has been completed. And the one who starts laying the foundation is the same one who begins to build up your life. You will not end where you are. God is not done with you. I know that there are so many things that you have experienced in life that, you know, seem to communicate with to you that you know this is it this is the end it is not the end are you not breathing because the bible says better is a live dog than a dead lion as long as you are still breathing there's hope hope for what for hope for a change christ in you the hope of glory you will not end by God just calling you, amplifying you. You will be glorified. You know, our state of the latter church is a state of glory. It is a state of shining. It is a state of brightness. It is a mountain top type of state. That means what God God had been opening revelation. God has been opening in the body of Christ, even as we follow, even as completion. It is taking us to a place, you know, uh, the, the 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 church for the work of the ministry. Until we all come to the full stature of Christ, that means there's a path picture of Christ uh, that you know the fivefold ministry they are taking us to. That's why I said. It is the master builders who are building the church. Don't go to people who are, have no idea of what they are doing because they will mess up your building. They will mess up the foundation. They will mess up everything. You will not get to a place where you fully now know that or just as Paul prayed, you know, he said again, I'm in travail until Christ be formed in you. That is my prayer. That even as we uh, deal with the formation or the structure of our believers, I pray to God that as we have been talking about the foundation, you may you may be found in the right position in Christ, you know understanding who you are in Christ and also understanding the place of Christ in your life and in your ministry. Let me just show you a picture. You know, there is no reason why you should look at your strength when you are dealing with challenges because the one who lives in the inside of you, his business in you is to deal with your challenges. So when you come 
uh, against Goliath. You don't say, I'm coming to you because of my experience with the bear and the lion. That is good. It's something that gives you courage to stand against Goliath. But that is not what will bring Goliath down. What will bring Goliath down is the Lord who lives in the inside of you. I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord Jehovah uh, of the armies of Israel. So David was coming you know, against Goliath in the name. So when you say you come in the name, I live in Switzerland. I've watched how men are sent, you know, in certain, you know, communities. When they get there, they don't uh, say, and the king said, and the king said, no, they speak in the first person like they are the king. And when they are saluted and they are escorted, they are escorted as the king because they represent the king. And I know that as you stand here, you stand on behalf of the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He's the one who has sent us. So I am not dealing with my issues, with my own power, with my own understanding. It is the Lord at work in me. So I just allow God to do the work through me. And the Lord is mighty. And the Bible says, you know, through the greatness of his power, his enemies submit themselves to him. Through the greatness of his power. And I believe that if you walk in understanding of the true foundation and you understand who he is and what he is doing in your life, and you walk in the complete and finished work of Calvary, your stress will go because the blessing of the Lord maketh the rich, it adds no sorrow. So there are some stresses that come because we lack understanding of the foundation. He said, why worry about what you're going to eat? Why worry about what you're going to wear? It's of the end. Are you not better than the lilies that he clothes every day? So are you not better? You know, God wants you to just seek his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. You know, I keep drilling and I know we are building, we are building. There's a time when you will understand and you will get and your eyes will be open. You will know that I will not stress anymore. I was young, but now I'm old. That's what David said. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. No, they are children begging for bread. You will not beg for bread. No, I refuse. As long as the structure is complete, you will get to a place where you just know that I will relax. There are people who will run around to make sure that they feed me. They bring, ravens will bring food to you. Even widows will prepare food. God said, go to that widow. I've prepared food. Uh, he, she will feed you. When the man of God got there, discovered that the widow was also, you know, preparing to commit suicide. You know, says, I've got this to eat with my boy and then die. And the man of God said, bring it to me. I'm saying to you, we are walking with the mighty one of Israel. And I'm telling you now that the we, we are yet to see mighty, mighty works, you know, through our lives. Miracles and signs and wonders are going to follow us and follow us. We are going to mountain top. Don't worry, we are going. 
and nothing shall stop us because we are now the doors that are opening for you. Watch the gates that are flying open for you. You will not be able to contain the things that God is bringing into your life now that you understand stand that you are founded on a solid foundation. Don't be shaken by all the uh, shadows that are coming. The Bible says in Psalms 23, you know, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, you know, he leads me by the still waters, but he then takes me again uh, through the valley of the shadow of death. Many of us are ring, running around but shadows. It is a shadow of death. You will not die, but live to declare the goodness of Jehovah in the land of the living. So forget about the threats of the enemy. Forget about the threats of your body. Forget about the threats of the any, you know, wicked person around you. You must know who you are and you must be know your foundation where you are based. Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's what should continue ringing Christ in you, the hope of glory. No, the, not the hope of wickedness, not the hope of weakness, not the hope of diseases, not the hope of going down, not the hope of failure. Christ in you, the hope of glory. It means you are now going to be celebrating glory. What is glory? Christ in you, the weight of God. Christ in you, the manifestation of all that God has. Christ in you, it means we are about to be glorious. Before we leave this earth, we will be the envy of the nations. Just like when Isaac became an envy of the Philistines because God said, so in this land of the famine, you know, and he harvested a hundredfold. May a hundredfold come into your life. May supernatural happenings happen in your life. I understand all the natural things that we need to do in order to see things happening, but I believe in the supernatural. I believe in the God who does the impossible. I believe the, in the God who multiplies, you know, in the time of famine. I believe in the God who takes us through COVID in order to, to lift us up. I believe in a God who causes shaking all over the earth so that the desire of all nations can appear. Christ is the desire of all nations. May God bless you. May God lift you um, even as you observe the foundation and that which God has called us to walk in. I want us to continue uh, with the structure. I believe there's more in structure. There's more in structure. God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Apostle. Amen. Thank you, Apostle. Amen. Thank you, Apostle. God bless you, Apostle. Amen. 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 Thank, Thank you, Apostle. Apostle. Amen.